Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Today, Fixer Upper star Joanna Gaines is here opening up about her family, her 40s, and her future. Plus, the southern chef behind one of the country's best restaurants, Mishama Bailey. And people's sexiest man alive is Hollywood hotshot Chris Evans. We're talking about it. It's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now. So get up. Welcome in. It is Tuesday. It is November 8th, Election Day. Everybody got a vote. Yes. Do your thing. Get out and use your voice. By the way, my mom just sent me a picture. It's hilarious. It's a selfie. I voted, and she took the snap and sent it to me because she never misses an election. You know, my mom's ever. birthday is November 4th, yeah. as we talked yeah, about. of course. So she can never forget to vote, yeah, too. That's right. For multiple reasons. Yes, but many, yes, many I'm reasons. sure yeah. they're out there voting as well, so yeah. get out there and do your part. All right, so okay. we're so excited. The countdown continues. Do you all know? Just four more days until we're back in Studio 1A. 6A! 6A! How can you forget? With a live audience, and we want you to come and hang with us. Wait, hold up. Can you wear that dress again? I still have it. You I know, know, you I, you know it's gotten lots of wearings. I know the you The stripes do. got lots of wearings. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? And I think the fun part is, like, we like to be in that studio because it's fun. But the best part is, like, we like hanging with you guys. Yes. It's fun. We finally get that hang. So will you come and yeah. hang with us? Okay, yeah. it's a week from Monday. One All you have only. to do, and it's only one week. That's good. It's I mean, worth we're, it. we're starting with mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You we know, you've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. A dream starts small. Anyway, you just head to Hoda and Jenna. Right now to get more info on, on how you can hang with and us. And we have crazy guests. We have great guests. We have Mrs. Mrs. Obama. Obama. We, we have, have... Oh, look. your fa- Somebody's face just went... What? We have we, Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale. We have so many great guests, and we can't even tell you all the fun things that are going to happen because no. of legal reasons. Surprises. But there are We lots. actually can't even say the word surprise. So she didn't say it. No. Okay, but it's going to be Just pretend I didn't. It'll be lots of excitement. Okay, so we were wondering who is going to be on the cover of People Magazine's Sexiest Male. We Mail. thought it was Harry Styles. I thought it was Ryan Reynolds. Remember? Okay. You, you were hoping it was right. I was Reynolds. hoping because yesterday when we interviewed him, we loved him. Yeah, he's very charming. And he's having a great moment. But that's you know not that, about um, him. When he walked out, Octavia Spencer said, I want to talk to you about Southern Living Magazine. And he goes, and I'm going to talk to you about Northern Living Magazine. <laughs> he's just funny. He's that But guy. anyway, we know who the man is. Yes. So we reveal it? Everybody knows. Well, y'all know. Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Yay. <laughs> it looks good. He looks kind of. He looks really. You good. know, it's like I like a t. You know what he did? He t-shirt. wore a t-shirt. You know oh, what else? Though, there. can we go back to the t-shirt? We like the t-shirt because what I like about it is that if a lot of people mm-hmm. wore that dirty t-shirt, doesn't it look dirty around oh, the neck? Oh, we'd be like, go get it cleaned up. Like you shower, but he not looks him. Great, not him. He's got that. Ooh. Oh yeah. 
What See, is that? See, that's, remember we talked about how many buttons down is good for that's a shirt? three. That's accurate right there. That's exactly how <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, but be. I think it depends on the pecs, but okay. <laughs> um, He's 41 years old and he is single. single. Do you know that feeling? <laughs> look, that's Wait, a dirty t-shirt. No, you know what? Okay, do you know oh that feeling? Oh my God, he, look at how he just effortlessly is leaning on something. Where is he, in a barn? A barn. <laughs> He's kind of giving me, and, and Joanna, I see you over there, but he's giving me Chip Gaines vibes. Chip Do you Gaines. see that? Like just hanging in a barn in Waco. She but he's from Boston. Sure. Yeah, he's from Boston. Um, um, do you do you ever have this feeling, or is it just me, mm. that when you hear somebody is like close to your age and single, that like you have a chance? He's single? Is that what like, you were thinking? What? He's available. He's single. And, and you then realize, you realize you have three children yeah. and a husband. <laughs> and also, you know, it's like, I don't know that Chris Evans is, would well, bark all, up my alley. For all the girls who have dated the hot, hot guy, you know, that is tricky. You've done it. You've, You've dated, done it. I've done it. I've dated someone who was so incredibly good looking that next to him, you feel like... I'm, I, I just, I'd much you feel inferior. I feel like you're not seen because everyone's like, Hey there. And then they're like, Oh, you're with him. Oh, good for you. <laughs> it's like, good for me. What do you mean? Good for me. Like, but that's the feeling you get. You feel invisible. Like you're not seen. Yeah. I think that that happens with really. And also I think when you're with someone who's chubbier and less attractive, <laughs> you just feel hotter. <laughs> I do. I like that. I like that a lot. Do you feel like my old boyfriend said that about me? <laughs> you know, dating her. No, it was good because she was a little chunky. So everybody thought I was the hot athlete. No. I do not think that. I don't, I, listen, I, I think in the level of yeah. importance, yeah. everybody has a thing. My sister always liked, liked a hot dude. Oh, yeah. She like, did. hot is up there hot on the top three. One. Yeah, that matters. Hot is somewhere on my list, but it ain't in the top three. Do you remember in high school all the really good-looking people? Like, I remember when they would talk or they would tell a story. Everyone would have, like, uproarious laughter over a story that was just okay. It wasn't funny. It wasn't that funny. Or they were, like, they, everyone thought they were smarter. Why? Because they were hot. No, but the funny, the funny, that's so true. And it's like, don't Big you remember la even yes. us laughing at things that weren't funny? You're so funny. It's like, Here's no, you're a PSA. Y'all don't have to laugh unless it's funny. Right, but we were laughing too. A hundred percent. That's why cute people don't know that they're not funny. They think they are. <laughs> that's what they think. By the way, and this happens to a lot of people, when I was in New Orleans, I would give a speech. And when I gave a speech, it was uproarious laughter, applause. Yes, girl, you go, girl. I moved to New York and I had my same speech. I'm like, here it is, the trustee, you go, girl, speech. Sorry. Anyway, so I was in New York and I was like, so great to be here. And I gave all my lines. It was like crickets. I was like, oh my God, I'm not funny. Oh my God, I'm not charming because they don't You're know. You're not the queen they of New Orleans but, anymore. But they don't know me. So you're, it's like you yes. have to reintroduce yourself no, and say, so okay. it's so true. It's very true yeah. that back in high school, we laughed at things that weren't funny. Not funny. And well, we also, 
acted like I hate it. I hate. How did we act? Why did we act like, like that? Idiots. Just change it. Stop it. Um, okay, okay. Anyway, let's move on. Well, let's Google Next. your ex-boyfriend later. No. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. I'll show you. Be cute. Okay. All cool. right. All right. Wait. Looky who's here. Stop. But high school with her. Okay? Oh yeah. Her friend Joanna Gaines is here. Oh, she's got a new book out. It's about her childhood, her family, and why she says change is on the horizon. Coming up after this. Hi, I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I do the only thing we've found that has ever made life any easier. We drop the fake and we just talk really raw and honestly about all the hard parts of life. So come on over and join us and some of our friends and greatest heroes like former First Lady Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, Gloria Steinem, Elizabeth Gilbert, Brandi Carlisle, Brene Brown, and our beloved community, the Pod Squad. You'll hear refreshingly honest conversations, trust me, about sex, gender, parenting, blended families, our bodies, anxiety, addiction, feeling overwhelmed, just all of it. Life is hard, so let's do it together. Meet us every Tuesday and Thursday for We Can Do Hard Things, one of Apple and Spotify's top shared podcasts of 2023. Listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. We are back now with a remarkable woman and fellow Texan, Joanna Gaines. Mm -hmm. A decade ago, the show Fixer Upper launched Joanna and her husband, Chip, into the spotlight and into the hearts and of home renovating lovers everywhere. Yeah, Joanna reflects on her journey from shy little girl to heading up her Magnolia empire in her memoir. It's a beautiful book. It's called The Stories We Tell. Here's Joanna in her own words. It started with a picture you see on the cover of this book. Because that little girl, the one with the missing tooth and the messy hair, she knew who she was before the world chimed in. And part of writing my story down has been in hopes of finding her again. Things had gotten blurry. I'd gotten blurry. My 44th birthday was just around the corner, and I was realizing for the first time that it meant I was nearly halfway through this life of mine. I looked around at what I'd built with equal parts gratitude and exhaustion. The last 20 years have been a heck of a ride. My adrenaline was slowing, revealing in its absence insecurities and unhealthy habits from way back when that I'd been moving too fast to deal with. I started to experience anxiety for the first time in my life. It was taking me longer to be inspired, but less time to become tired. And because my world kept me busy, I could still feel the wheels of my life humming. What became harder to tell is where they were headed. Oh. Joanna's memoir. It's called The Stories We Tell. We're so happy that you're here. You're here. So this is so interesting to me. You've documented your life throughout. You've taken a pen to paper. You've scribbled yeah. down your thoughts and emotions. Mm. And we kind of want to get into the little girl yes. who grew up with a Korean mom and an American dad and was trying to find who she was. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how was that navigating those waters? When did you first realize, wait a minute, there's something different about yeah. me. I'm noticed. It was the year of the little girl on the cover. Yeah. So I was six years old, which is why it was really meaningful that I put her there because yeah. I feel like halfway through that kindergarten year, 
I started realizing, oh, the name calling, I felt different, like all the things that really started happening that year. And, you know, for the next two or three years, it was a consistent theme, but I would just brush it off. Yeah. And I, I think because I did feel embarrassed by it, a little bit of shame. I didn't know how to process it with my mother, who was full Korean. I didn't yeah. want to hurt her. So yeah. I would come home and kind of process by myself, which, you know, I was trying to explain this to Chip a while back because he's so positive. And he's yeah. like, tell me what went through your head. I was like, as a six-year-old little girl, I'm believing what they're saying. I'm thinking, oh, being different isn't a good thing. Yeah. So now how do I need, how do I fit in? How do I talk like them? How do I eat like them? How do I sound like them? And it's this conscious shift that I I remember moving into as a six-year-old. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because I think in so many ways we can all relate to this feeling of not feeling pretty enough, good enough, like the others. Mm -hmm. And so then, I mean, it's so interesting. We were just talking about that. So then you laugh at the jokes that you don't even find funny. Right. You change your middle name. Right. What what did you lose? (laughs) What do you feel like you loss that you're trying to come back to. Yeah, I think the picture. I showed up even for the camera. and was like, I'm great. And my hair was wild. I'd had a yeah. tooth missing, yeah. but I didn't care. I was just, yeah, my free. spirit was light. I was free. I felt confident about who I was as a six-year-old. Uh-huh. And for me, now 44 years yeah. old, it's yeah. like, how do I go back and regain some of that spirit? I, I just think that's valuable. The older we get, Sometimes I think we're just moving that way, but it's like this full circle moment yeah. of me going meeting back. her again. Yes. yes. I think a lot of us, especially if you're a, par- a child of immigrants like yes. I am too, you almost try to become invisible. Maybe they won't That's notice a, yes. me. I'll get small back right. here. I'll be in the back shy. row. I'll get shy. People yes. said, use your playground voice, they used yeah. to say to me. And I was like, oh. no, no, but I like yeah. I like not being seen. Yes. And one of the trickier parts for me growing up, and I don't know how it was for you, was when it came to dating. Because dating was a thing. Now you're gorgeous. Maybe it was easy for you, but what I was didn't date? You didn't no. Date. Did you Chip ever was get my asked second boyfriend? But did you ever get asked out when the, like um, the junior high school dances and all that stuff? So you know, I had this facade of, hey, I don't. It's like self protection mm-hmm. that I learned at an early age. If you can put this facade up of maybe like I'm not approachable or I, so yeah. everyone was always a little scared of me because they couldn't tell my face was, you know, I was kind of stoic, Yeah. but going through life like that, I think it was just so guarded and self-protective that I think they could sense that like chip always jokes. Like I was terrified to hold your hand the first couple of <laughs> oh. weeks, you know, like I just, my, you gave that I off. was so guarded that Did I you want someone to ask yeah. you out as um, a- uh, for sure. But I also think the fear of not, believing in the value of who I was yeah. or that I was good enough. I, I was always scared it would be like first date and then, but the depth yeah. was missing because yeah. I had hidden that, like who I was. And so yeah. that's why when I moved to New York when I was 22, yeah. all that kind of met me. My, I felt like my soul met my body yeah. in a weird way. The experience here yeah. and really diving into the culture, the Korean culture. Yes. Yes. There was something about that that shifted and I felt like I was whole. Yeah. Where before... I feel like I was only showing people pieces of uh-huh. myself out of self-protection. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the other thing you write a lot about, which was very interesting to me, is sort of this perfectionism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That you, you know, needed to have control, control. over yeah. yes. everything. Yeah. Uh, when did, was there ever a breaking point where you're like, gosh, this is controlling me? Oh, yeah. It's also, I, I, yeah. this control is controlling yeah. me. Yeah. But I think as I was writing, I realized how control and perfectionism showed up different in yeah. different seasons. Yeah. But 
as I was writing, I realized, oh, when that creeps up in me, there's an insecurity that's still... And what is that insecurity? The need to prove yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that I am good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I am worth yeah. yeah. valuable. Yeah. That right. all goes back to that little girl who started believing she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And then at 44, I was like, the fact that sometimes I'm still driven by that means I haven't really tackled this yet. So it was a, for me, it was a deep dive of getting there and at least identifying these things that are themes in my life that may never go away, but at least I know how to identify them and move past them. Well, you were on a precipice of change. Yes. Something's going to change because it's coming out of your pores. Yeah. You you say, I feel like this. I'm I feeling like it. You yes. sense that something is going to change. Mm-hmm. What kind of a change do you feel is coming? Is it a professional change, a personal change, yeah. an internal change? I think it all starts, for me, it always starts this internal, just gut yeah. instinct. Yeah. So. And I felt like with that instinct, I need to ready myself. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. I don't right. know what it is. Yeah. And that's the process of writing the book of what yeah. habits do I need to leave behind, what yes. lies and thoughts, but yes. what do I need to care with me moving forward that has served me well. So yeah. for me, that was a really important what part. What have you left back? The fear of failure. Yeah. Um, the idea that I have to control, that everything has to be perfect. Yeah, just I mean, that's right. not even possible. Yeah. And I know it's that not. now. Yeah. And it makes me sick to think that that's how I operate yes. for so long. But like, get the intention yeah. right. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Yes. We're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Oh, we, 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 have we, have we don't have to. <laughs> so are we on commercials. Okay. I don't know. We'll be back after this. <laughs> um, that's so good. That's really good. It's so interesting. Coming up tomorrow. The Hollywood star who can do it all, Kiki Palmer. Plus, Chassie Post gets your holiday shopping started with splurges and saves. And one of my favorite authors, Kevin Wilson. It's all tomorrow on Hoda and Jenna. All right, we are back with Joanna Gaines. She's written a beautiful, beautiful memoir. It, she's sharing stories from her past and looking ahead to the next chapter yeah. in her life. And we were just talking about you and your mom, and I was thinking about this as well, but... Have you ever shared the stories mm-hmm. of what you felt like when you were a little girl with your mom, who is, yeah. I'm sure, super proud because she's seen what you've created and built in your life? I, When the manuscript yeah. was yeah. finished, I printed it out, and I wanted her to be the first yeah, person to read it. And every five seconds, she'd call, <gasps> I'm crying. You know, yeah. I think I had to write it out to really explain, but for her even to just hear what her little girl was processing. Like, it was a sweet moment for us. Then it shifted to where it's like, I am so intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. Alex. Um, I'm so intrigued by how, what was she doing? As we were living this life, I was just trying to, you know, make it and yes. be fine. She yeah. was doing Happy the same face. thing yeah. in her own little well, world. Exa- and, and, she, and she was going through racism. Oh, you know, people were saying terrible things. When yeah. we were in the grocery store, I mean, numerous times people would say so, and she would just act like she didn't hear. So I'd look at her to see, and she Are would we just, reacting? she'd straighten yeah. up her shoulders. She'd always, she was like 4'10", 4'11". <laughs> she'd wear really high heels and just straighten up. She just Straighten up. Let's go. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And just so I go. always thought it didn't affect her. What? Look, did, yeah. That, and I think look at look at your parents. parents. They oh now gosh. just celebrated oh, their fiftieth anniversary. What What have you learned uh, um, from them? I mean, talk about the most different two humans. Yeah. And that even familiar. being yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Being from two different parts of the world and coming together and making it work. And mm. the idea, I mean, when you hear their story, it's just unbelievable. Just her moving here when she was 19, not knowing any English, having to fit in really quick to this culture. Um, and then just to think 50 years later, all the ups and downs well, but they are still so, they still I, hold hands. I love how your dad, when they were courting, they'd only met a couple of times, yes. wrote her a letter, yes. said, sent a, sent a plane ticket mm-hmm. and sa- asked her. He said, will you marry will me? You marry me? But if you 
aren't, can you send it back? Because I need the money. Um, but by the way, she hopped. What does it tell you about your mother? She yeah, hopped she on the fabric. She didn't know woman. the language. She yeah. went for it. Yep. Did, she, did you ever say, like, how did you she, roll the dice? Yeah, she just said, I was so in love. But oh. she said when she moved here, it was in Wichita, Kansas, when they moved, that she felt like a caged bird for years because she didn't understand the language, even the culture. So it just felt so isolating. Yeah. So just to hear all of that, I mean, their journey is just incredible. What does she think of you now? She must, or your, what do they think she of what is, you've built? I mean, she, every time she sees, she touched my face. Yeah. Oh. Um, she texted me right before yeah. this and oh. she always says, have a fun. Yeah. Have yeah. A fun. I, I love that. She's and you know so what? fun. She's I feel like best. I've, you know, I've, I've gotten to spend time with you now for, I don't mm-hmm. know, a decade yes. longer. Yes. And I feel like you are having more fun now. Yeah. I feel like once you get past all the stuff, yeah. the junk, yeah. and then you realize I have this one beautiful life to live and I can choose how I live it. I can choose how I carry and hold my story. It's just so much worth the work so that I step in as whole as I can so yeah. I can see things and I can enjoy moments in a really rich and intentional You've way. You built a beautiful family. Two of your daughters are here. Yes. Where are me? they? Oh. Ella and Emmy. Hi. Oh, and one and of them Emmy. designed what did She helped design the cover. Ella. Ella, yes. Ella it's beautiful. <laughs> Ella, it's beautiful. You know, Emmy, you're amazing. And you have a son that's going off to college? Going off to college. What's um, happening? How is that I don't know. And, and just the perspective of having an almost 18-year-old and then this four-year-old, I feel like it's such a gift. Is the four-year-old Isn't just it? like oh, teaching you all the magic? He is the, he's like my little wisdom, like four. I'm like, I can learn more from crew. Then I mean, just the way he teaches me to live and Look to notice him. things. Chasing are you butterflies. are you a different parent with him than you were? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, girls. <laughs> I'm a little more light and like a what do you more want to airy. Be? Yes. Yeah, um, not so controlling. Well, yet. they ended up just great. They so, sure did. You know wow. what? And you're 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 writing your story so that they know they can oh. always be enough in yeah. themselves, Amen. and it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. We love you. All women should. Yes. Be and the stories we tell. It's an incredible book. Is out today. To check it out, head to today.com slash books. Beautiful book. All right, coming up next, you're in for the thrill. The award-winning chef whose passion for cooking all started in her grandma's kitchen. Coming up after this. Great. So good. We could have just gone for hours. Mishama Bailey has become one of America's most distinguished chefs. She's working in kitchens from France to right here in New York City, but it was her love of Southern cooking that lured her back to the South. We're going to cook with her in a minute, but first, a look at her culinary journey. All these breakfast items are real improvement. Like, they really kind of boost up the menu in a really good way. And it's so happy. Mashama Bailey has much to be happy about these days. At 48, Chef Bailey's career is booming, a double James Beard award winner, including Outstanding Chef. Her debut restaurant, The Gray, in Savannah, Georgia, is a destination, and she recently opened two more eateries in Austin, Texas. We connected with this city just like we connected with Savannah. Austin was a good fit. A New York City girl who spent her formative years in Georgia. Chef Bailey is a French-trained chef who leans hard into her Southern roots. My mom is Southern and spent a lot of summers there. I've been pretending to be Southern all my life, you know? I just love, I love the camaraderie of the South. I love my family's history and I love how it shines through in food. And it was that time spent in her grandmother's kitchen 
which made Chef Bailey fall in love with cooking. She could turn something out of nothing. She always had a pot on the stove. It came from so much love and it didn't really come from like this an abundance of having. It was like what she had, she shared. And I really tried to embody that. After an internship in France and a short stint as a personal chef, she landed a sous chef position in New York City. My most transformative time, me becoming serious about this profession, was my time at Prune. I think working for Gabrielle Hamilton was very eye-opening. Her food was very comforting, very classic. And I thought that I was becoming not only a better chef in that environment, but a better person. And in a male-dominated field, it was mostly women who impacted Chef Bailey's culinary journey until she partnered with Jono Morisano in The Gray. When I met Jono, it was kind of serendipitous. It was like, oh wait, I lived in Savannah as a kid. I want to move to the South. I want to be an executive chef at a restaurant. Okay, let's go see what this is about. But the location Jono chose for their joint venture gave Chef Bailey some pause. I've never seen a Jim Crow era bus station before. It was segregated. It has a dark history. But me standing in the segregated waiting room for colored people, I felt like there was some good vibrations in that space and I felt like I was gonna do good things there and I wanted to try. They chronicled that journey together in their memoir, Black, White, and the Gray, the story of an unexpected friendship and a beloved restaurant. Ticket, order fire, meatball, clam, and a fish toast. And that beloved restaurant, featured in Netflix's Chef's Table, continues to delight diners with fresh southern ingredients along with special touches from Chef Bailey's childhood. After the guests have dinner, we clear their plates and we give them a thrill. Locals would come in and be like, what? You know what a thrill is, what? That made me feel good because they understand that I have roots here. It's a little part of my history on the plate. Oh my okay. God, we're so excited that you're here. I'm just so in awe of what you've what you've created. Um, it's like roots and wings, man. You have it all. Yeah. You said your mom didn't want you to become a chef initially? No, or my father. They yeah. both thought that it was domesticated positions, oh. and they just felt like I was going to be broke for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> so now, now, what do they think? They think they, they're very proud, oh. very proud. You know, proud. I, I, what I love is that you're, what, first of all, you brought us these thrills, thrill. yeah, yep, but yep, you yep. learned all of your your love of cooking from your grandma. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, you know, we didn't have much. Oh and we, um, well, let me tell you what a thrill yeah, is. Yes, tell us. So a thrill is something that women from the neighborhoods in Savannah mm. would make for the children of the neighborhoods in Savannah. And usually made of very inexpensive ingredients like Kool-Aid, sugar, water, yeah. maybe like if you spent 25 cents on a thrill instead of 10 cents, mm -hmm. then you would have fruit cocktail in it or something uh, like a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah. But it was, I mean, the Savannah summers are brutal yeah. and they last forever. And so it's really nice in the summertime when the humidity is high and the heat is high that you can actually have something to cool so you what, off. What's in this one? That's a grapefruit, pink grapefruit it's thrill. Delicious. So it's delicious. Um, some grapefruit juice. And um, this is not, we don't do Kool-Aid at the restaurant, just to clarify. <laughs> 
feeling you did. Not a James Bond award-winning chef. So it's just grapefruit juice, a little bit of syrup, um, simple syrup, sugar and water, and um, some ginger. Will you cook for us? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We're gonna go in the kitchen right after this. <laughs> this is delicious. Oh my god. Do you god. serve these in Austin too, or just yeah. you do? Welcome back. We're here with Chef Mashama Bailey, executive chef and partner at The Gray and The Gray Market in Savannah, Georgia, and her latest restaurant, The Gray Market, <laughs> mm-hmm. the diner bar in Austin, Texas. Okay, she's uh-huh. going to make us one of her classic southern dishes. We yep. have to talk Austin. What's it like expanding yeah. your empire? Well, it's it's complicated yeah. because it's um, in another state, yeah. but it's also really refreshing because there's a team of people there that want to work with us and that believe in us. And I got to tell you, the Austin team is really doing a great job. Awesome. Well, let's talk about this because some recipes are complicated yeah. and tasty. This yeah. one, you say, is simple, clean, easy, yes. and tasty. That yes. sounds like up Us. our alley. Yes. Yeah. So there's cooking involved, though. Okay. okay. Oh. So, oh, so well, that's that. not up our alley. <laughs> All right, don't throw us a curve. <laughs> okay. All right. That's not up our alley. Okay. So, so really what we're doing here is making a chicken, like a really dense chicken broth. Okay. And that chicken broth is going to be what we use to make the rice. Okay. And so um, I like to char onions Ooh, really, um, really darkly and put them in for um, just And you, what are these little things? Currants? Peppercorns. Peppercorn. Garlic. And, those, and bay leaves. Are those cloves you and stuck? cloves. She stuck cloves yes. in the onion. I know. See, that Why? seems too fancy. You've lost it. <laughs> no, you just poke it in from you the poke it. You, Listen, you no. have never made a pie. <laughs> you, buy, you buy a jar of cloves and you never use it so stick it in what is this yeah so this fennel fm. and celery and we're going to sort of cover the chicken with that and then actually let's just put it all just dump it all it's fennel related to licorice uh-huh yeah exactly so it has a really nice anise flavor and we're going to cover this with water okay and we're going to cook it for about two to three hours until the chicken's tender okay and then we're also going to pull the chicken and continue to reduce the stock okay and do you do this just on the in yeah. the on the stove. Yep, right? you just okay. do it on the stove in the okay. pan. It's a one pot thing. Got it. So what? we'll pull and the now, chicken. So now these are rice grits. Rice so these grits. are broken pieces of rice oh. that are sifted. So they're sold separately, basically. Put it in the- and we'll put it in the oil and we'll toast them. Okay. Toast. Yep. So we'll toast these to maximize the a flavor. Salt? A little salt. Uh-huh. Yep. Absolutely. And so then we're going to put more vegetables. So this is a classic mirepoix plus fennel. So we have onion, carrot, fennel, uh-huh. and celery. Yeah, got it. So it's kind of like a play on chicken noodle soup. It is a play on chicken noodle soup. It's really a play on a chicken bog, which is based out of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And it's um, a stewed chicken with rice cooked in the liquid. Mm-hmm. So you say toasting that that broken up rice adds, what does it do? It adds flavor? It adds flavor. Oh, yeah, it just enhances the flavor of All the right, rice. So we go to the next. Okay, so now we're so here the, and we're making this kind of creamy. Right, so the next spot is once your rice is toasted and your yeah. vegetables are translucent, we want to add wine. wine. So this is oh. the wine. <laughs> so I'll add the wine in. Uh-huh. And, and just any we'll, wine you have open, right? I like white wine because wine. it's a chicken dish. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, you, it, you can add red, but I like white. And is this chicken stock? And that's chicken stock from the broth that we okay. made. Oh, wow, that's So fancy. this chicken's cooking. It's. Are you going to use this chicken afterwards? Well, this chicken transfers into the ah, rest of the dish. Got it, dish. got it, got so, it. Okay. Um, once we have the chicken broth, yeah, we, we save it. And we use it to cook it. this. Okay. okay. So we're going to basically, so what basically okay. happens is yeah. that we create this um, risotto Ooh. texture. Ooh, yeah, it that. is risotto And so it gets really creamy. And then we add the Ooh. chicken? Wait, uh, yeah, we can. Is it too Add late? the chicken. Uh-huh. Okay. So we'll fold that in. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're going to add some butter into this. Yes, yes you are. Yes. 
Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, you can leave the butter out. No, but we don't you know, want. Why? We want Why would that you do out. that? Why and and then these are chives. We want to put chives in there, okay. and then we actually want to put the parsley. We'll hold off on the fennel. Oh, we'll put parsley? the parsley, okay. maybe half Ooh. or all. Sorry, <laughs> it's all good. You can't it's go all wrong good. with too much parsley. I mean, parsley is good for the bloodstream, so it's good. Thank okay, you. and then um, basically what happens is once the butter's incorporated, the herbs are incorporated. Um, you have this. <laughs> I mean, I told you, have you oh ever, God. has there ever been anything better? Yeah. Oh we want to come to the show oh. in Savannah just to eat at your restaurant. I would love that. Please, okay, you're welcome. Time. Come to Savannah. Come to Austin. You can visit your I know. I was just, God, your people. I'd yeah. like to go to Austin, too. Yeah, absolutely. But Savannah, Savannah first. Savannah. Let's go there first. By the way, <laughs> this is so yummy. This is so good. For, for this recipe. recipe. Yeah, go to today.com slash food. You should. Coming up next, tips to help you tap into your passion and live the life you've dreamt of. Coming up after this. This is... Hi, I'm Nick Friedman. And I'm Lee Alec Murray. And this is The Anime Effect. We're a brand new podcast breaking down the anime and fandom news you care about and revealing just how powerful the effect of anime really is. Every week, we're breaking down the latest anime community developments and what it means for us fans. But we won't stop at just anime. We'll dig into other fandoms we can't get enough of and invite guests we know you'll recognize to join in the discussion. Whether you're a dedicated anime fan or a casual viewer, we want you to experience the anime effect. Tune into the anime effect starting February 16th. The anime effect is brought to you by Crunchyroll and Sony Music Entertainment. Watch complete episodes on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel or listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we've been talking to some very, very successful women. We've been talking to Joanna Gaines. Mm-hmm. We've been talking to our beautiful chef who we just spoke to. Yeah. And they both had a way of finding their purpose early on in life, with bring, which brings us to this Yes, lady. it sure does. Whenever yeah. we're talking purpose, we want to talk to you. Valerie yeah. Burden, yeah. Um, by the way, has a new book. She's a life coach. Yeah. She has an incredible book out. And yeah. every, first of all, we haven't seen you in three years. I know. In well, person. You but are you? Yes, but we're happy to see you. And I think when we think of purpose, sometimes that word can feel so big. Overwhelming. That we get yeah, lost in it. Yeah. yeah so it if people out are thinking, gosh, I want to be like these women yeah. that are living their dreams. What, what do you say about kind of discovering mm-hmm. that light? You know, we all have one. We all have a purpose. And so it answers a really simple question, which is how are people's lives better when they cross paths with you? Like when I think of Joanna, I think of making things more beautiful. When mm-hmm. I think of Mashima, I think about, you know, loving people through food and connecting mm-hmm. them with their own history. We all have it. So, you know, you might be the connector of people. You might be the person that makes you know, simple things or difficult things more simple, but there's something that comes from your gifts and your experiences that makes an impact. Sometimes that's hard to put your yeah, finger 
on. Like it you is. have friends and some people say, oh, you're the good listener. Yeah. But how does that translate? Because I think when you think about like, what was I put on this earth to do? We all have jobs and we all need, need our jobs because we need our insurance and our paycheck and right. all the rest of it. But sometimes you wonder, is that my job? Should I be more of service? Like what, what's my real purpose here? It always is about you being of service and it shows up in different jobs and in different ways. So I think a lot of times we see people that perhaps have this, you know, they're famous and we think, oh, that's just for them. It's not. Sometimes there's purpose out of your pain. You might have gone through something difficult and now you're helping other people Mm -hmm. in that certain way. So it's really important to just say, I've got one. What is it? It's all about me helping others in a way that brings me joy. You know, it's interesting, too, because we talked about this with Joanna a little, but where your identity gets caught up in either your job or your career Mm -hmm. or your purpose, even like your parents, like, yeah, 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 or your parents or whatever it is, like, how can you just kind of clear-headedly think, what is mine? In different seasons, you still have a purpose, but you've got unique assignments. I'll give you an example. Uh, 20 years ago, my mother had a massive brain aneurysm while we were on the phone. Oh, my gosh. My purpose of inspiring others to live fulfilling lives didn't change. In that season, it was inspiring one woman. I could still see that I was doing what I was meant to do, but it was in a very meaningful and important way. And so especially when when you have kids, it can get lost. But when you look back... When you were a kid, there were things you were passionate about that show up right yeah, now. Totally. I guarantee you, if I talk to your parents, they're like, oh, yeah. Jenna did that when she was five, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of times that gets buried, and what we have to do is be intentional about uncovering that. Well, again. one thing you talk about, and I like this, is having a mission yeah. statement. We talk about having a mission statement for our families, right. but having a mission statement, you say, is really important. Yeah, yeah. It's one simple sentence. So you said it feels like it's overwhelming. It's one sentence. How are people's lives better? And it's something that brings you joy. It comes naturally. And very importantly, your purpose always energizes you. I like yours. Here's yours. Can we read it? To create and enjoy a fulfilling, prosperous, and charitable life and to inspire others to How do the beautiful same. beautiful is I that? that? Yeah, I, I wrote that in 2000, and I still, oh, really? and you still, still live but by But that it. shows yeah. you that when you yeah. were writing it, you were clear on what you yeah. want to do. I think that's a great idea uh-huh. to write our own and also our families. We've been talking yeah. about that. <laughs> to-do lists are something that, that drive us, but you have a kind of interesting spin on to-do lists. Will you yeah. Give, yeah. give us info on that? Well, you got to make room for your purpose and your yeah. passion. Yeah. And sometimes that means crossing some things off the to-do list. So yeah. you got to look at your list and go, some things you do it, some things you delete it, give yeah. yourself permission to yeah, just drop it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some things you've got to delay. It's, yeah. It feels urgent. It's not urgent right now. Give yourself permission yeah. to wait. And then some of those things you need to delegate. And a lot of times, especially as women, we, want, we feel like we have to do it. Yes. You don't. Some things your kids can do. It might not be as good as what you would do, but it will free up some time for you to find some joy. I think and delegating is so important. I think important. delegating is. And just quickly, some people are on the verge of taking a risk, but they're afraid. Yeah. How do you know if you should dive or whether you should <laughs> stay kind of on the safe side? How do you know what, what's the best way to go? Oh, I don't think you need to stay yeah. on the safe side. The thing is, when you step out of your comfort zone, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and then we're uncomfortable, like, oh, I got to run back into my comfort zone. No, oh. that's a sign you're in the right place. Keep going. Your comfort zone will expand. Expand. That's oh my good. Gosh, That's good you're advice. so smart, Valerie. Thank we you, always Valerie. love it when you're here. And to check out Valerie's book, Successful Women Think Differently. What? Wait, nine habits? Yes. What are they? Oh my <laughs> God, get the book. Headtoday.com slash book. We'll be back right after this. Okay, tell us the habits. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Coming up. 
what's happening next week? We have the biggest week, y'all, next week. We are going to be across the street over there in Studio 6A. Jenna and I are going to be there, and we want you to come, come. and join us. Come be in our audience. Yes, head to hoodandjenna.com and find out ways you can come. Guess what's happening tomorrow? What? We have Kiki Palmer here. I love our Kiki Palmer, plus holiday shopping and splurges and saves Don't all move of out. Don't forget, it's Bye. Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs>